This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash happier. Visit IXL.com slash happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we'll talk about why you should write a letter of congratulations to your future self, and we'll do a deep dive into listeners' suggestions for the teacher with t-shirt trauma. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I would never ask you to buy a t-shirt to celebrate Earth Day. (laughs) That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Gretch, the only t-shirt you would ask me to buy is a happier t-shirt. Maybe an obliger. Or a lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Yes. (laughs) Everyone, before we launch in, uh, we want to acknowledge the changing circumstances around the coronavirus. Things are happening quickly. We don't always record episodes right when you hear them. And so we don't know exactly what's going to be going on in that situation. So this is a coronavirus-free zone. If you don't want to listen to people talking about the coronavirus, you have come to the right place because we are just going to proceed as usual, but of course, we want to acknowledge the enormous consequences and, and the reality of it. Um, it's just hard for us to do it in in given the time situation with the recording. Yes, so wishing everyone the best, and um, hopefully, this will be a nice break from the news. Yes, and speaking of um, <laughs> like from rocketing from one stream, one extreme of human <laughs> experience to the other, uh, April Fools. If you're listening to this yes. on April Fools' Day. So I really searched for a good trick to play on Eleanor. Um, Elizabeth, when you were young, you and Dad always played April Fool's tricks on each other, but you don't seem to embrace April Fool's pranks as much. I know. I lost my stomach for April Fool's (laughs) somewhere along the line. I don't know what happened. So you know gel food dye? Um, Not the liquid, not the drops, but the gel. I read about this online. You take a Q-tip, you put it in the gel, and then you wipe it around the inside of a faucet. 
And so when they turn on the water, you know, to brush teeth or whatever, it comes out bright purple. So this is what I'm going to do to Eleanor. (laughs) I'm going to dye her water purple. Right. So maybe I should try that on Jack. That's one I can, that's not too upsetting. No, it's, and it's, and it's very easy to clean up and all that. Um, I'll post a link in the show notes to like gel food dye if somebody doesn't know what I'm talking about. And then Gretchen, we also wanted to remind everyone to send in their advice for graduates. Um, We're going to have a special episode, episode 270, where we give advice to graduates. Yeah. So send in your ideas. And Elizabeth, this week, the Try This at Home tip is to write a letter of congratulations to your future self. Well, I love this. We talk a lot about doing things, you know, for your future self. And this is sort of taking that to the next level. Yes. So the idea of this exercise is you write a letter to your future self and to congratulate yourself for having achieved whatever it is that you want to achieve. And so this, the idea is this is not a letter where you use words like, I hope, I plan, I will. This is all you did. Congratulations. Mm. Well done. And in it, you give yourself credit for all the steps that you took that allowed you to be so successful. It's like, these were the challenges you faced. And Elizabeth, you did such a great job. And, you know, mm-hmm. Gretchen, wow, that was great foresight. And like, you did all those things. And so it is painting a picture of what it would look like to be looking back on the experience of having conquered that habit or that behavior or whatever it is you're working on. One thing that's interesting to me about it is that in doing this, you sort of show yourself that you actually do know what steps you need to take Yes, in order to make whatever change you're trying to make because you're um, expressing it in writing. Even if on a day-to-day basis, something feels overwhelming when you really stop and think about it, you know what you need to do. You just might not want to do it. Right. And I think it's a very optimistic way to think about it because it's like, you know, Gretchen, you knew that the holidays were going to be really difficult and you came up with a game plan that let you stick to your principles. It's like it's already it's very especially for people, I think, who really, um, you know, some people really don't like to feel criticized or feel like they've they've been let down or they've let themselves down. This is a you know, um, this is a way to put it in the positive and to think about, you know, triumph. Well, and Gretchen, of course, the letters will be different depending on your tendency. Absolutely. So this is, you know, if you're a rebel, it might be something like, if I were a rebel, it might be something like, Gretchen, everybody thought it was too hard. Nobody believed you could do it, but you knew that you could show them. And so it's like tapping into that rebel thing of I'll show you an identity. But then for an obliger, it could be something like, um, it's so wonderful that your healthy habits have spread, and now your husband and children are also, you know, spending less time on their devices, not because you nag them, but because of the outstanding example that you have managed to set. And so, again, it's like, it's your duty to your future self and your duty to your mm-hmm. future family mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. It's like double accountability. And then for questioners, it's like, you've seen such good results. You've saved because you have given up those frappuccinos or whatever it might be. Gretch, this reminds me of a story about Jim Carrey, um, sort of tangential to this. Um, So in 1985, Jim Carrey, who's obviously the famous actor, comedian, wrote himself a check for $10 million um, and said that it was for acting services rendered. Of course, this is when he was flat broke. Uh Uh-huh. Um, he dated it 10 years in the future, and he kept it in his wallet. Oh, my gosh. Time. Wow. 
1995, 10 years later, he made $10 million starring in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, my gosh. Is that a true yes. story? Supposedly. I mean, he tells it. Wow, that's crazy. Well, that seems adjacent to this. Maybe not the quite the same thing. Because in a way, I think this is almost a stronger exercise because it gets into the nitty gritty of what is this going to look like? How are you going to do it? It's trying to get you, it's trying to prompt you to say, okay, come up with the two to three challenges that you've met or what are the five strategies that you used? But this, I mean, wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm, I know. And I mean, Gretch, this probably works best with goals that are very much within your own control, obviously. Right, right. The more you can control, the more you can do on your own without other people having to cooperate. And so then you just, you're, you're going to just have more control over it. Which reminds me, if people want to think about how they could use the 21 strategies of habit change, if they want to think about, well, what would I use in order to congratulate my future self for, for successfully having used them? Um, I have a one page that goes through all the, the, the 21 strategies of habit change. So if you go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources under Better Than Before, which is all about habit change, you can print that out if you want to prompt your mind with some of the things that you might congratulate yourself for. Gretch, just because I know our listeners will write in with this question, what is the time frame on this? Should you be congratulating yourself a month, a year, a decade? You know, I've seen many people discuss this strategy and usually it's a year because, and I think a year is good because it's long enough that people can imagine making significant change. And it also, it's like you can have some ups and downs along the way and and really still conquer it. But if for a particular habit for you, it's like we always say, there's no magic one-size-fits-all solution. You should always tweak it in the way that works for you. So if for some reason you wanted to do it for yourself for a month, probably not more than a year, because I think not more than a year kind of starts to feel imaginary. Yeah. yeah. You know, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let us know if you do try this at home and how writing a letter of congratulations to your future self works for you. Now, Alyssa, I think we're going to have to revisit this in a year and see if people, how it actually plays out in a year. But but I think just the exercise of writing the letter itself leads to change. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is happiercast.com slash 267 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a spring cleaning happiness hack. But first is break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack. We have been talking a lot about spring cleaning. Tis the season for spring cleaning. And this tip actually combines clutter clearing with our hashtag walk 20 in 20 challenge. Yes. So, you know, as one of the listeners recommended, there there's no bad weather, just bad clothes. And so, you know, it's good to go outside and getting outside, you get the, the you're, you're out in the weather, you get the light in your eyes, you know, there's a lot of benefits to being outside. But sometimes you just can't be outside for whatever reason. And that's what happened in New York. It was just a horrible rain, like the worst kind of cold rain and mm. uh, like what and it's super windy. So what I realized is that I could combine my 20-minute walk with clutter clearing. Because a lot of times when I don't want to clear clutter, it's because I'm like, I, I don't want to be bothered to carry this mm-hmm. thing to that place. It's just like too much trouble, which is why one of my one of my tips is always just to carry one thing with you sort of as far as it goes. You just move the mm-hmm. mug from like the office to this coffee table and that, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and rather than trying to get everything right. But the, the beauty of this is like you're just trying to use up the 20 minutes. And so because I'm just looking to be walking, it's like I don't care if I'm walking from one end of the apartment to the other to move this like one little pen. It doesn't matter because it's all for 20 for 20. And so in my 20 minutes, I managed to put a bunch of stuff away because I didn't care about not wasting the time and the energy as little as it was to put these things away. And um, I kind of made a game out of it, seeing how far, I, how much walking I could do. And it felt great to get two things done. It really made a visible difference um, in, in our apartment, I have to say. Such <laughs> a to- good idea. I'm going to try this one today because this, this speaks to me. Yeah. Um, well, you have the same thing where it's just sort of like, is, is it going to go from your office to your bedroom? That's like yes. the whole length of your house. This is great because my house is very long. So, yeah, I can get in. A, I can cover a lot of time, like just carrying a book from my office to the bedroom. Right. That takes a good 20 seconds. <laughs> you just can't be bothered sometimes. I, I realized that was a way to um, do two things at once in a way that was very pleasing. Nice. And now for a Know Yourself Better question. So, Elizabeth, I will pose this question to you. I asked it of myself, and I think it's a really interesting thing to think about, which is, would you rather have one excellent example of something or many cheap versions of something? Like, do you want a pair of lovely gloves that are just right, 
or do you want a pair, like several pairs of just cheap gloves? What do you prefer? Um, I definitely prefer to have one nice example of something. Oh, interesting. See, because I'm the opposite. I like the less expensive things. Why do you want one oh. nice one? Um, I like it because then I feel like I get pleasure out of using it. Mm-hmm. Then it's like when I can pull out my really nice Ugg shearling gloves, they're like, wow, I'm putting on my beautiful gloves. Oh, that's As opposed to, oh, I'm just using some interchangeable item. See, I totally understand that. And that sounds so beautiful and civilized. And like, why wouldn't you surround yourself with beautiful things? But I like the cheaper things because if I had a really, really nice umbrella and then the wind turns it inside out and breaks it, mm. or then I would feel very sad. Or like gloves... I wear gloves so often because my hands are so cold all the time, and it's just, they get lost. Right. Well, that's true. I feel like if they're not so expensive, then I don't I don't get upset. But when they're really, really nice, like sometimes people will give them to me as a gift, and then they're really, really, really nice. And then I get very sad when I lose them. And so I don't, I don't like that feeling. I have to say, I don't have a nice umbrella, Gretchen, but I would love to have one. And that, of course, it doesn't rain here that often. So my chances <laughs> of losing it go way down. Um, and nor do I have to use gloves very often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love the idea of like having my, you know, beautiful Burberry umbrella that I'm like, yeah. you know, walking around L.A. with. Well, I wonder if this is related to, you know, one of the things I talk about is my one of my personal commandments is to spend out because I will often mm. not use nice things. Like somebody will give me a beautiful mm. scented candle and I save it. Or yes. I have a new white T-shirt and I keep wearing my old nasty T-shirts yes. because I want to save it. And so I wonder if this is sort of a related thing where I don't like to risk using up or or losing something that's very nice. And so, mm-hmm. but yeah. you're right, though. It's I think there's two things. One is you're surrounded by nicer things that are kind of more perfect examples of what they are, and there's a pleasure to that. And I also think that in the world today, everyone is, is sort of trying to think of ways to u- have a smaller footprint and to use fewer items. And so yes. maybe maybe I should really face that pain and be like, well, why don't I get a really nice set of gloves and then really make up my mind not to lose them so I don't keep using up cheap pairs of gloves, but I just mm-hmm. hang on to my nice pair of gloves. So maybe I should use that and all my items would be nicer and then I would have and I would use fewer of them. I guess. I yeah. hope that I would. Maybe I would. Yeah. yeah. Maybe by having a secondary reason for it, then yes. you would be motivated and also then, you know, not feel as bad if you lost something because, right. you know, you felt there was a reason that you had a nice thing instead that, of a bunch of cheap ones. That's a very good point. And, you know, this is interesting because I think this is a good know yourself better question to think about someone else. Like, that. I didn't know that about you. And that's sort of interesting because if I were buying you a present, I might think, oh, well, she doesn't have a really nice umbrella. And I know she would really like one. Um, whereas for me, I remember there was a day where a couple years ago, we had no umbrellas. You know, well, at least in New York, sometimes yes. you just you just have you run out of umbrellas. And so Jamie just and this blew my mind as an underbuyer. He just hmm. bought five collapsible umbrellas all at once. They, mm-hmm. you know, there they were. And right. I was, I was like, this is a treasure trove. You know, I was so excited to have so many backups, um, but they were all very inexpensive, and that to me was very delightful. Um, so again, it's sort of know yourself better and know other people better too. I will say, Gretch, on the subject of umbrellas, that one time we had like 70 people at our house and it was raining. Yeah. And, in L.A.? Uh, That's like in never, L.A. never and happens. 
we ended up with like a whole big basket of people's umbrellas. And there was something nice. Um, as much as I'm saying I want my one nice umbrella, there was something very nice about just like having a huge basket of umbrellas and knowing like, you know, for the rest of time yes. to have umbrellas. Well, and our, I was, of course, everyone forgets their umbrella. Well, I was at my book club and it had started raining while I was there. And my friend was just like, oh, just take this one. And it was clearly like some random bright pink umbrella yes. that somebody just left at, her, left at her apartment, you know, five years ago. And she was like, just take it. And it is nice. I mean, yeah, maybe there is just sort of this circulation of umbrellas where yes. we're all just losing umbrellas um, uh, and, and finding umbrellas. So, well, let us know what you think. Uh, how do you weigh in? Do you want the one excellent version or many less expensive or, or you know, not as nice versions? It's interesting to think about. And now it's time for listener answers. Sometimes we have a listener question. This time we are having answers because many listeners were very intrigued about a situation that we talked about in episode 261, where the listener AJ was asking about what to do about the pressure she felt to buy t-shirts to celebrate various holidays at her school. Yes, and Gretchen, we heard from a lot of people on this subject. (laughs) Her t-shirt trauma resonated with many. Yes. And so let's go through some of the great suggestions. Yes. Now, there was there was an ambiguity. You and I, Alyssa, read it differently. I was assuming that she was wearing, she had like 20 T-shirts, that she was wearing the same T-shirt for like Valentine's Day, year after year after year. And you thought that actually she was buying a new shirt every year. And many listeners, that's the way they heard the question, too. They thought she was buying new new T-shirts with every year that passed. And so they were saying, why not just have one set and wear the same set year after year? So depending on what the actual situation is, that could be a solution. Yeah, because Gretchen, many people pointed out that making all these specialty T-shirts is very wasteful, and especially the idea of a T-shirt only printed for Earth Day (laughs) feels wasteful. Yes, feels very ironic. Many people pointed that out. Now, many people had suggestions for having a single T-shirt that could be customized or it could be kind of a general spirit T-shirt to stand for all different kinds of celebrations. So here are some examples of how that might look. Rosanna said, in high school, I had a shirt with a Velcro strip that came with an assortment of letters so you could write whatever you wanted on your T-shirt and change the message whenever you wanted. If she found something like this, she'd just need one shirt for all the special days. I have never seen anything like I've never, never. seen it in a store on anybody's <laughs> no. body. I think it's genius. Um, yes. side but, hustle. <laughs> yeah, Velcro t-shirt. It's like those little those little stands that, you know, they put yes. outside coffee shops where you put the yes. letters in. Yeah, okay, so that's a good idea. Well, another version of that idea is from Mar, who says, my suggestion is to have one featured shirt per school year, and for each celebrated occasion, jazz up the outfit in a manner fitting the celebration with hats, pins, headbands, scarves, etc. That's a good idea. Yeah. Kathy says, a friend of mine who worked in a school district was not one to buy a lot of t-shirts, but he had one that said happy everything on it. It was embroidered with a Valentine heart, a shamrock, Easter bunny, etc. He wore it any time a celebration was happening, and it solved the problem of buying and storing all those shirts. I checked on Amazon, and they have sweatshirts and t-shirts that say... Happy everything and merry always. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's clever. That's clever. Clearly, this is a problem that's yes. existed yes, for yes, some yes, time. Yes, yes, Others we're, have encountered yes, this. Yes, you're never alone. <laughs> 
And then other people suggested finding other items to use for the special day. And so instead of a T-shirt, which is kind of big and specific, you, you pick something smaller. Melly suggested, um, I love the idea of a button. And you can get button makers so you could make them for anything and everything, even for the kids and parents to purchase on special occasions. Now, if you are intrigued by this, remember that we talked about this in episode 239 because I went to an event where they had a lot of buttons made. They did it in kind of like a Girl Scout way, like sort of like a Girl Scout badge. But this is a different way of sort of interpreting the button. And I do think uh, it turns out a button maker costs about $116. I'll link to it in the show notes. Which is not cheap, but then apparently it's very easy to make mm. lots and lots and lots of buttons. So this might be a good solution for some people. And then Ellen suggested, I was thinking the listener can suggest to her coworkers that they all get a custom bandana yeah. instead of a t-shirt. Then they can all wear a white shirt of their choice and just have the bandana around their neck or as a headband or around the wrist or even stapled onto a wooden dowel as a flag. They are so much smaller than a t-shirt and would be a good replacement. Well, and interesting in Ellen's point, she says a white shirt of your choice because yes. some people wrote in and it's like, even apart from everything else, they objected to, they thought, they thought the shirts were very unflattering and they didn't, right. they didn't like being asked to wear a shirt that they thought really didn't look good on most people. And so it was sort of like, I'm being forced to buy a shirt. I would never choose to wear it. So this way you get to pick your shirt and then you have this other kind of spirit element. And then finally, several people wrote in about the idea of making a quilt from the T-shirts. <laughs> but here's the thing. That's what you do when you have T-shirts that you love. It's like your, your, your concert T-shirts from college and you love the T-shirts and want to keep them. She has no love for these T-shirts. So, <laughs> she hates these She hates them. So I don't think she wants to make a quilt out of them. She doesn't want to buy them in the first place. So if you have T-shirts you love, making a quilt is a solution that many people find very helpful. Not in this situation, but it's a good, it's a, it, for a different kind of T-shirt trauma, it is a good solution. Yeah. So thank you everyone for these suggestions. AJ, we hope that um, <laughs> you've made progress. Will you please um, let us yes. know the latest update on your T-shirt trauma? We are on the edge of our seats yes. wanting to know if you're still buying unwanted T-shirts or if yes. you've stood up yeah. and, and you're not collecting. Yes, you've led the button charge. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a why is this even a problem demerit. But first, this break. Gretchen, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter (laughs) sandwich is my ideal lunch. But I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories. Plus, it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. 
What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up this week with a happiness demerit. Yes. Now, this is so obvious. It's like such an obvious mistake. I'm like, is it even a demerit? Because it's like doesn't even rise to the level of demerit, and yet I deserve a demerit because even though this is a very obvious problem with a super obvious solution, I keep doing it. So I'm giving myself a demerit because I'm hoping that by articulating (laughs) it, I will now remind myself of how easy it is not to do this. Okay, so this is what happened. I get an email that invites me to something or that proposes something. Maybe it's an event. Maybe it's a, a speaking thing. You know, maybe it's a party. Maybe it's a lecture, whatever it is. And it says, I have the, op- you know, do I want to participate? And what happens, I will often sit there and I'll debate, should I go? Should I not go? What time of day is it? Is this really what I want? And I get mm-hmm. very caught up. And those kinds of decisions are very hard for me because I'm always like, I'm weighing the pros and the cons. And, and you want to say yes. You're I, a yes person. I want to say yes, but then I also kind of want to say no. And so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then I, I go through this whole process of weighing in my mind. And then I kind of have this loose idea. And then I look at my calendar. And, hey, guess what? I'm out of town. <laughs> no, there was no chance. There was no possibility mm-hmm. I could ever have done that in the first place. Oh, I'm speaking uh, that night. I cannot do anything because I am committed to speak. And so my my demerit is: Why do I ever debate whether or not to do something without checking the calendar first? Because a good percentage of the time, checking the calendar takes away the. There is no decision to be made. I can't do it because I have a conflict that I can't that I can't move. And so I'm going through all this decision fatigue for no purpose. Yeah, you really need to stop doing that because your <laughs> calendar is crazy. Like you have so much on your calendar yeah. that chances, as you said, are very good that you can't do something. So you absolutely need to be checking your calendar. Yes, yes. And so it's automatic. Yes. And I kind of was doing this without quite realizing it. And I think now that I've really realized it, I will be better. So it'll become second nature. It'll be because it's such an obvious thing to do. Oh my gosh. Um, so Elizabeth, gold star, take us up. All right, Gretch, I am giving a gold star to the concept of adult game night. Oh. Okay. I um a few times lately have been with people. And played games, which is not necessarily my personality. Right. But I have had the best time doing this, and I feel like others also have had a great time. A couple of games we've played are Cards Against Humanity, which is very much a for-adults-only game. It won't go into what it is, but it's definitely for adults. Okay. Taboo is another game I've played, um, which is super fun, and that's a family game. I've never seen people just laughing and letting go and just relaxing so much as when we're playing these games. 
it's like everyone is just sharing this fun time and um, it feels like it releases a lot of tension. Well, I feel like a lot of my friends are super competitive. Do you feel like how would that? Would oh, they- yes. Well, that's a good thing about Cards Against Humanity. It's it's not very competitive. Oh, okay. um, Taboo is definitely more competitive. Of course, if you want to go retro, there's Trivial Pursuit and Pictionary, yeah. which get very competitive. Yeah. But they're also kind of silly. I mean, especially Pictionary. Yes. There's sort of a silliness yes. to it that maybe makes it, it kind of cuts the tension a little bit, even for the people who, like, really want to win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's something, I mean, it's funny being very competitive about yeah. taboo. Yeah. You know, I mean, even the <laughs> fact of being competitive is quite amusing. Yes. So, I don't know. I just think, like, it, it wouldn't have occurred to me to do this unless somebody said, hey, let's play games. And so I'm just putting it out there to people that, it, it might not sound fun, but it is. See, I really want to try it, but I don't know that Jamie would want to do it, but he actually likes games better than I do. You'll be surprised. Yeah. You'll, like, it's shocking to me that people actually want to do it. And that even if they don't want to do it, like Adam is just like, nothing could, he's like, what? No, what if I'm bad? I don't yeah. want to do it. But even Adam, I see him, he gets caught up like two minutes in. He's fully into the game. I bet he's really good, too. Like, yeah, I he's could very see, good. <laughs> I could see it. Like, of course he is. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going okay. to fire this Report up. Report back. Okay, all right. Well, that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Write a letter of congratulations to your future self. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. And bonus, let us know if you tried game night. I'm very intrigued with that. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, our engineer, Bob Tabador, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. So, you know, each week we say, hey, you know, rate, review, subscribe, and, and you know, word of mouth is the best. Please recommend this to your friends. And I loved seeing um, a, this note from Elizabeth, not you, Elizabeth, but a different Elizabeth, who said, I recommend your podcast like it's my job. <laughs> so, gold star to you, Elizabeth. Thank you. Not you, Elizabeth. Thank but you. you, listener Elizabeth. We thank, yes, please do recommend our podcast as if it's your job. Um, this week, the resources. It, you know, we talk a lot about the four tendencies, about whether you're an obliger, upholder, questioner, or rebel. Um, and if you didn't know, you can take a free, quick online quiz that will tell you what your tendency is. It's less than five minutes, and then you get your result. Go to quiz.gretchenrubin.com. That's really fun to do. And also, if you are curious about what I've been reading lately, you can follow me on Goodreads or check out my monthly What I Read This Month blog post, which I post every month at GretchenRubin.com. And you know that if I finish a book, it means I liked it enough to finish it. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So, Elizabeth, between Cards Against Humanity and Taboo, which do you think is a better fit for me and Jamie and our friends? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I think I'm going to go Cards Against Humanity, provided nobody's played it. It's definitely the most fun when no one's played or has only played a little bit. Uh, well, I, I, I think we're, I think we're uh, <laughs> untrodden snow. So, okay, Cards Against Humanity it is. From the Onward Project.